Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sosa Lame. You know, I'm doing a disservice to myself as a wannabe business person to talk about financial discipline and financial restraint. But um, like I said on TikTok, um, people's two main worries um, is financial. And the third one is uh, health. And then the fourth one is uh, relationships or something like that. So the first two concerns, the things that people worry the most about, the first two out of the four are financial. That's number one and number two. Number three is their health. And number four is relationships. Um, So finance and money management is something that really has to be talked about. And, you know, a funky thing is... um, People never, or businesses, or people never really try to give you anything that's good. Like, anything that's free is typically not something that's good, or it's a trap. You know, as soon as you reach 18, or maybe even before that, credit card companies are sending you credit cards because they make money based on your exercising your debt. You, um, They make money on you, and now it's called exercising your credit, or whatever you want to call it. But they make money from you borrowing money from them and paying them their money back plus interest on top so they get they get they lend you money and then they charge you to you know they charge you for that lending of it so they're a lender so you know it's beneficial to them to reach out to you and get you on board it's not it's not for your benefit so you know typically you know New Yorkers learn that after a certain amount of time that, you know, if somebody's trying to give you something, it's probably a trap. It's probably, um, it's probably, um, a ploy to, to, to get you to commit to something that you don't want. It's like, uh, just give an example on Jamaica Avenue. You used to have these guys that would sell fake gold chains. So what would they would do was they'd approach you Nice looking gold chain. They'll they'll tell you, oh, hold on to this, and they'll act as if, um, you know, they're not worried about you taking it or stealing it or anything like that. They just give it to you and put it in your hand. They want you to hold it in your hand. That's the that's the first part of trying to sell it to you and say, you know, I just I just want this amount of money for it. You know, this is real gold. I just I like I'm on hard times or. You know, I, you know, something like I just need to sell this chain so I can make some. So I can, you know, do this or do that. And they might add a sad story to it. Like, you know, I just need to feed my kids or I just need a whatever the case may be. So, you know, just give me $40 for this. And the chain that you're looking at, the chain that you're looking at is worth, if it was real, it'll be worth probably a good five, $600 or more. Maybe, maybe even a few thousand dollars if it was real. Matter of fact, I got a, a guy approached me trying to scam me like that. Um, not even on Jamaica Avenue, but in the residential area, probably about three years ago. Um, he just pulled up next to me and said, "Oh, I'm from out of town, and um, you know, I'm kind of lost right now, and I have this gold chain. I, you know, I'll just get, I'll just give it to you if you can just give me, uh, you know, you got, give me like a hundred dollars for it, you know, whatever the case may be." So. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm 
I'm not I'm not beyond getting scammed, but I've had experience with that scam twenty years ago. I had experience with that scam twenty years ago. So it was not um he wasn't gonna get me on that one. He's gonna try something else. So similarly you know, I mean it's all it's a, and let me elaborate a little more about that. It's a psychological thing when they put it in your hand. When they put it in your hand, you've bonded with them. It's like a commitment. It's like you're you feel some ownership of it now. Now, you know, your 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 impulse of reciprocity wants to come in and say, Okay, I'll give you something for it. And then he'll tell you, you know, like the guy who uh, approached me about three years ago, he had a little baby in his car. He had a little, his little baby son in his car. And just like I tell you, you know, the other, the guy on the street on Jamaica Avenue said, you know, I just need to feed my family or I need to do something like that. Um, now, you know, I, I did, I stayed there with the, the guy from three years ago that tried to scam me. I stayed there with a little, little bit, just playing with him a little bit. I said, well, you know, this chain is actually worth a few thousand dollars. Why Why would you do that? Just go down to the pawn shop. The pawn shop is, take the highway, take Sunrise Highway, go down there. There's a pawn shop. There's a gold, cash for gold place right by, um, right inside the, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but it's right inside the the, 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 the Green Acres lot. And if you keep going down to where the Hyundai, Hyundai dealership is in Limbrook, there's another cash for gold place down there. There's another pawn shop down there. It was Sunday, so there was no pawn shop really open on that day. I told him about the next pawn shop over here on Rockaway. There's a pawn shop. He could have came over here and pawned it. And when he gets the money, you know, you can get your chain back. When you get, when you get the money, you can go buy your chain back. So, no, he was still trying to get me to give him $100 or some little amount of money. Now, I've bought fake chains before on alibaba and a, 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 a fake diamond encrusted cuban link chain uh, imported from china can cost you about twenty dollars so he would have got he would have got me for eighty dollars basically if i gave him a hundred dollars for that which is not not too bad i guess you know it's still a good looking chain you can still wear it nobody would know that it's fake but it's, it is fake you know, so, um, similarly, the credit card companies reach out to you because it's something that you, it, it doesn't benefit you, you know, it doesn't benefit you, um, this service that they're providing, the scammers that call your phone, this, they're calling for something, they're calling in order to deceive you, to take something from you, they're not calling to help you out. Even the politicians, when they call in this year's election, they're calling for survey for demographic information so they can do their calculations and know where they need to market and things like that. It's not necessarily something for your benefit per se. They're calling, they're reaching out to you for something. You know, it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's not always the case. Sometimes, they, yeah, they, there are good people out here, but. Let me tell you, this is why a lot of times people might view New Yorkers as um, um, impolite, uh, view them as um, um, having no empathy, walking over dead people in the subway, walking over homeless, stepping over homeless people. Um, 
the reason why that behavior is exhibited, I mean, by big city dwellers is because we encounter a lot of scams. We encounter a lot of, um, or we encounter or we hear about a lot of um, unfortunate exploitation and you know, robberies and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going outside of my pale or outside of my whatever, my jurisdiction right now talking about this because I don't really want to talk about anything negative. Um, but, you know, we come, we come jaded. We, we, we exhibit some PTSD, not necessarily even from our personal experiences, but sometimes from experiences that we've heard of. Um, you know, these things, these things make us very cautious, even in helping someone. It's unfortunate. Um, but you can help someone and be cautious. Now, the gentleman that tried to sell me the chain three years ago, um, I wasn't really, I wasn't apprehensive. I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't worried about anybody jumping out the back of the car, you know, all that. He definitely made me feel safe by having the little baby there. He definitely pulled at my heartstrings having the baby there. He definitely pulled at my heartstrings saying that, oh, you know, he's lost and he's out of town and all of that. And I, you know, didn't totally want to invalidate him. I still extended to him the fact that, listen, you can go to the pawn shop, keep your chain. I mean, have your chain held until you can come back and pay for it. So I tried to give him some alternatives, but I still kept some kind of distance and kill, you know, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to give him nothing. I wasn't going to give him anything, actually, because I already knew that he was scamming me. But I really just played with him, I guess. But anyhow. Similarly, the credit card companies and the thing about when you use a credit card or debit card and why do these companies, uh, you know, even your bank wants you to have a debit card is because you spend money in a different way when you're not looking at the cash itself. When you're looking at your cash, when you're looking at your cash, you can see it being depleted. So, I mean, I don't know if you already knew, but during President Obama's administration, he, um, and maybe it was due to the whole economic uh, crisis of subprime lending and all of that, but he revolutionized the way that banks treated um, overdraft fees. Um, he revolutionized the way that um, interest was uh, described in credit card terms. They had to publish um, all the interest rate information and all of that in a clear way and I think they couldn't charge more than one overdraft penalty per day you know so now with debit cards for instance uh, if you go I mean they say the majority of people have I don't know something like less than $50 in their checking account majority of people but and this was many years ago i don't know about now but many years ago people had less than fifty dollars in their checking account or something to that effect so overdraft fees was a major revenue generator overdraft fees were was a major revenue generator for even places like wealth wells fargo and many other banks and then you know president obama kind of nipped that in the bud or whoever suggested that policy to president obama nipped that in the bud which was a great help to you know the people of america but you know when they give you or when they suggest or offer you these um certain services it's not for your benefit it's it's for your 
for you to be um, more uh, loose with your spending. And I'm totally guilty of that. I'm totally guilty of that. Um, you know, I, I try to, um, yeah. So I'm totally guilty of that. So, you know, these cards, using cards and even other forms of digital currency that are uh, coming to the forefront, uh, which make it so easy for you to spend like GPay, Apple Pay, you know, you can just tap and pay. You're not seeing your money. You're not even seeing your balance after you make the, do the transaction. After you do the transaction, you're not seeing it. So, you know, having paper money in your pocket changes the way you spend. It makes you think sometimes, think twice, you know. Um, having, uh, I guess, having a card makes you more loose with your spending. And, and, and I've seen myself indulge in that. You know, I swipe, 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 swipe. Oh, just put it on a card. But gonna put, I mean, I don't carry cash anymore. I just put it on a card. Then when I look around, oh, snap, I'm overdrafted $100. I'm overdrafted $200, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, fortunately, one thing you can do is call your bank when you find out and tell them, can you forgive this overdraft? And if you, you know, if they're a nice bank, you know, they probably give you one, two or three overdraft forgiveness, um, forgivenesses per year. I've done it also with the credit card company. Um, I've asked the credit card company to do all kinds of things, lower my interest rate. I've asked them to, to transfer my balance. Well, I just recently asked them to transfer one of my balances or one of my charges to a zero interest to a balance transfer, right? To a zero interest balance transfer. I just asked them to do that. Um, it was a little more complex than that, but I mean, it really just, only an ask was necessitated for them to do that. So, you know, sometimes you can do that, but we don't really keep an eye on our finances now. Taxes now, I don't even want to talk about that. Taxes now, well, well forget about it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of issues there. I'm not even looking at that. But the... um. I'm going to have to face it soon enough but um when it comes to when it comes to credit card spending it's a dangerous thing um Apple Pay, GPay, what are, what are the other ones? I don't know. Maybe Amazon has a payment um thing. Now Amazon is developing a payment method where you don't need anything. You don't even need to take your phone out, you don't need anything. Um they have sufficient amount of AI and cameras in the store where you don't even need to check out. You just put the stuff in your bag and you take it and you leave and, and it's charged to your your Amazon account. I mean, these things are definitely convenient, but it's convenient in uh, allowing you to be separated from your money. So I really only talk about that. I don't talk about all of that because finances are very important. Like I said, the top four worries that people have in life, at least in America, I guess. The first two are finances. You can Google it. The first two are finances. Well, they don't call it fi- both first two finances. The first one says money. The second one says job security. So they're both, they're both the same thing. And the third one says health. And the fourth one says um, relationships. 
and relationships are a big problem with people. So imagine how big of a problem money is. So, you know, um, yeah, you know, your financial security. This is not the first time I'm mentioning how important financial security and stability is to your peace. Um, yeah, you want to, you know, minimalism will kind of help you a little bit to keep that financial security and keep things in order and keep you from, um, you know, some being minimalist will really help you a lot in in staying staying within your limits and staying within control and staying within um um i don't even know what to say the parameters of what you need to survive you know budgeting is is very important also i mean budgeting i mean that's something that that's something that you know schools used to teach in home economics which is something that we don't necessarily have anymore i mean who teaches budgeting does your parent do your parents teach you to budget does the school teach you to budget? Do the, does your school teach you how to have a balanced budget? Does the college even teach you how to balance your budget? Negative on negative on any all of those things. I mean, I learned about the stock market in elementary school. Elementary school, we had a stock market stock exchange game, which definitely helped me. Which I didn't understand. Did not understand at the time because I was like, I was looking in the newspaper because they used to publish, they used to publish the, um, the, the, whatever, the, the share prices and all of that in the newspaper. And you could look at it. Uh, you have to find your stock, find your share and see whether it went up or whether it down. What's the price, you know, the, the, whatever the price per earnings or whatever the price for whatever it was called. You had to look it all up in a newspaper. And I didn't really understand it. I saw all these numbers, these little small numbers, and I was like, I'm confused. Well, why are we even doing this? Later on in life, I got a little bit more understanding of it. Um, still not enough understanding to make any money. But um, budgeting, money management, credit, those things were not taught in school. And my parents did not teach me about that either. I learned those things by, um, I don't know, by hearing anecdotal stories, bad, 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 you know, bad stories and good stories and all that stuff. You know, we kind of learned that on our own, unfortunately. But anyhow, even these car dealerships, predatory, um, they'll say, come on down. You don't need, you know, no job. No income, no down payment. Everybody is approved. Everybody's approved. The reason why they say everybody's approved is because they put your down payment into the loan. They charge you a high interest rate. And because you're risky, the more risky you are, the less down payment you make, the more interest you pay. <coughs> the more interest you pay, the better for them. So, you know, what kind of car do you want? Let's buy as much car as your credit can stand. You know what? I'm going to go inside. And then, uh, you know, we don't look at the terms and conditions. We don't look at, you know, I don't read too much terms and conditions. I reach, I read to the point where it says, what's the interest rate? Uh, that's it. 
Me? Yeah, no. I don't even read financial documents that thoroughly myself. I read as far as it says, what is the interest rate? That's my that's my number one question. What is the interest rate? Okay, that's not that's not a good interest rate. Okay, then maybe I need to go to my personal bank and, and see if they can do something better for me than what you're doing for me right now. That's as, that's as far as I go. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a little deeper than that because you also want to know what the late fees are, what the payment terms are as in, in regards to um, 30 days, 21 days, whatever the case may be. Um, there's a lot to know. It's a lot to know, but you know, if it's the number one and number two worry, then it's very important. I mean, your health is very important. Uh, your mental health is important. All of these things are important. Um, but um, in addition, everything is important. In addition to that, though, you need to have some financial wherewithal um, to protect yourself from predators. You know, of all kinds. It seems like. In every jungle, even the concrete jungle, there are predators. Some of them look like legitimate corporations. Some of them are quote unquote legitimate multinational or whatever corporations, you know. They see a profit margin. You're a economic driver, you're an economic engine in yourself. And they want to tap into that energy. They want to tap into that resource. So, anyhow, that's all I got to say. Um, I had an overdraft the other day. So, I think it's pretty important to share that. I mean, it didn't stress me out or anything. Because I was going to get paid the next day. So, I didn't really worry about it too much. But, yeah, you know. You might get something from that. So, thanks for listening.